Boom. Welcome everyone to Short Convos episode 30 something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as oh, you might be 40 actually, yes. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, really? Forty, I think it might be. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that right now. Yeah, but episode thirty something slash forty. Yeah, we'll call it that. With me as Mirali and my dear friend, JC, we're of like Cashman. Boom, butter. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. You like my hair? Yeah, I do. For those that can't see, as is wearing a. Do we call that a hair? Uh, a, a headband? A man band? What, what would we call that? I don't know what you call it, but when I got it, it had a little. A uh, little message on it that said it allows you to unleash your full potential without being encumbered by your hair. So I like the idea that when I put this yeah. on, I'm at a hundred percent. This this is what activates. That's like me. your superhero outfit, isn't it? Watch out! But yeah, those join us on the audio version. As has a head of hair, which uh, he has a band around that he's controlling. There we go. This is exciting stuff that we're starting. We're getting with the, the meat and meat and potatoes yeah. of it, right? I did my hair today. I, I did look at the previous posts and think, well, oh, it's got a bit scruffy. Not that anyone's, you know. Well, we don't have the, that, the advantage of barber shops, but I must say, you're looking relatively trimmed. Is someone secretly getting in there and? No, no. I just think I've got a good barber that you know started with a good foundation. So yeah, obviously, mine's a mess anyway. It grows every which <laughs> way, so it only takes about a week, and then it just doesn't look how it's meant to look anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm just embracing it now. Bring yeah, on the chaos. <laughs> we never really talked about hair, have we? We no, we have not. We have not hair. talked about hair. I don't, I don't know how much there is to say about it, other than we both have some. Yeah, over the years, I've really, uh, I've really learned more about hair, uh, which has come from style. And uh, I had really long hair for a period of time. Now I liked long hair because I could, or and then I went with a slightly uh, longer on top, not mullet, but longer on top short at the sides. I liked being able to change my style depending on who I was going to be that day. Whether mm -hmm. I was in, you know, casual mode, uh, teacher stroke coach mode, or like official mode. I, I really liked being able to change it. And that's what I like about style as well, the way that you can really change your your mask, your identity. Yeah, lock it in. I've always just had issues finding a good style for my hair. It's my hair is very thick. And like I said, grows in a lot of directions. So it's been like a, a just a battle for years of trying to find a way where I can actually get it to look half decent more than half the time. I actually personally would just like a buzz cut. But my wife says buzz cut is unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. I've, I've given up on it. I'll just wait till eventually it'll all fall out and then do you like your hair as yeah i i do i i've, I've just um i guess it's a case of often wanting what you don't have like i bet people with very curly hair are envious of those with straight hair people with dead straight hair probably wish they had curls so sometimes you know my wavy mediterranean locks drive me a bit mad but I, i've learned to i've learned to love them for what they are which is just yeah wavy madness it's taken me down a path of conversation, actually. Do you like yourself? And I mean this in every sense of the word that you want to answer, as in yourself, as in your personal self, who you are, uh, 
as well as your physical self, i.e. do you like your height? Do you like your muscles? Do you like, you get where I, what I mean, don't you? Yeah, that's a deep question. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a big, good question though. Um, I am and always have been my strongest critic. Uh, and I think a lot of that actually comes down to a lack of self-confidence growing up and a lot of lack of self-belief. Uh, and I had this terrible tendency, which you probably saw a bit through uh, training and competition and all the rest of it, to just, I just beat myself up more than I ever needed to. Um, I've certainly got a lot better with age. Uh, and I think I'm a lot more in love with myself now at 32 than I was at 22, for example. Um, I assume it's normal in your younger years to to be trying to figure out who you are and all the rest of it. But I feel a lot more comfortable in my skin as I get older. Uh, I'd say now more than any time, both physically, appearance, all the rest of it, uh, I am very comfortable in myself. And anything I'm uncomfortable about, say for example, I put on a bit of fat or anything, I know I have the tools and the means of which to change it. So I don't beat myself up about it anymore. I just take action to fix it. Yeah, this is making me think actually. I, I saw, well, it's probably a few months ago now, but a clip of read something, or I don't know where it was, where a guy had had implants to be taller. So yeah, basically, really recently I saw that. Yeah, he basically had his shins extended, wasn't it? Or something yeah. like that. Was it even his back or something? I don't know if it was a multitude of little things, like a little bit bigger in his ankles, a little bit bigger in his knees. It was something like that. Where, it was extreme, wasn't it? Extreme yeah, he, he gained a few inches. It wasn't like he went from like five, five nine to like six one or something like that. It was a significant Significant, one. yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you've never had that feeling that you've ever wanted to, you know, go drastically extreme. change something. Yeah. No, I, I can't say I have. Um, the closest I would say is body hair, that I'm generally quite a hairy guy. <laughs> and and it, it happened really young. Okay. I remember being in primary school, maybe this was year five, year six, raising my arm to answer a question and the girl <laughs> across screamed because she thought I had a spider <laughs> in my t-shirt, which was my armpit hair. Uh, so I, I got hairy early, which was obviously then brutally pointed out by every kid because that's what kids do. They take things, <laughs> point at them and go, why does that happen on you? Um, so I remember having like some mild insecurities about if I was normal as a kid. Um, and then I kind of grew out of it really quickly and it became like a set, a source of pride where I was just like me, real man, caveman, you all bold shaven boys. Uh, and, and I flipped it on its head, but that was like the closest, nothing that I've ever been like, oh, I need to get my nose made smaller or my ears pucked in or my egg head reshaped. None of it, uh, I, I'm not too fussed. You? Yeah. Uh, what me as in the whole thing or just the whole well, yeah everything we've covered so far I'm, I'm very curious I've never imagined that you were in any way I as I would say and I'm trying to put this across the right way but I just come out I'm my biggest own biggest fan <laughs> yeah that's what I thought good <laughs> from the point of view of growing up like if I think back to those school years the last thing that I would even contemplate thinking the thought about was my appearance 
as in what other people thought or what I was trying to gain from it. I was clean, you know, I, I wore clothes, <laughs> I, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I had a decent pair of trainers, those kind of things. But I think it was just, yeah, I've never, maybe it's a lucky thing. I don't know. I've never had the need or never been in that place where I've really thought about it. it yeah. Does some of it come from extremes? Like, like I said, the only thing that was ever for me is I was, a lot hairier than everyone. And that was always pointed out. And I guess if you're a lot shorter than everyone or a lot fatter than everyone, then that kind of amplifies it. Whereas maybe you just yeah. weren't ever that tall, that short, that Well, hair. I was quite short actually at school uh, relative to everyone else. I, I was short. And then I can remember like that was a significant thing when we'd left school and you'd then see mates that you saw like daily and you hadn't then seen them for like a few years and uh, I had my growth spurt much later in life and I was like looking down at them I was like whoa this is weird uh, I can re remember about that but even at the time it wouldn't be I wouldn't have pondered on it it was purely just well I'm bigger now okay it yeah. wasn't a yeah, wasn't a thing in That's my probably head. a very healthy thing for yeah. whatever reason that you were like that. Uh, I, like, I'd say now more than ever, very few people probably experience a, a, a teenage years like that with, with yeah. what social media does without us going down that rabbit hole again. But I think people probably now more than ever feel a lot of pressure to look a certain way, act a certain way, all the rest of it. Yeah, and I, I see that now with, uh, you know, uh, daughters. So I've got daughters. Uh, I'm sure it's the same for sons now as well. But in particular, daughters, you know, 16-year-old daughter, uh, you, you can see that. There is an underlying pressure, which, whether it's brought upon themselves, or like you say, through social media, whatever you want to say, uh, that, that's definitely there. It's more, more prominent. I think, uh, I think there's more accessibility to style and things like that now. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong than when we were younger. I think when we were younger, there was a handful of brands and uh, you wouldn't even contemplate certain brands because you wouldn't know about them because you wouldn't be able to afford them or you just, yeah, it, it just wasn't on your radar. Uh, but now it's almost like everything's accessible. And uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot more choices now as well in the sense of, I remember that it was just, you were either a goth or you were a chav or like, there was very yeah. distinct, clear what you were based on how you dressed and how you behave. Yeah. Whereas now you'll see people in a tracksuit, but it's a very smart tracksuit. Or you'll see people in jeans, but they're, they're like, it's, it's, there's just so much more in between that. And yeah. someone That's can be way. one day yeah. a little bit gothic and then the next day, completely something else. And it's like, that's now normal, whereas, I just remember being, I was just like a skater kid. And I just remember okay. everything was baggy jeans. Everything was baggy t-shirt. And that was it. I, I couldn't wear anything else because it was outside of my scope of like <laughs> what, what we wore. Uh, and then if I wore anything else, people would be like, what are you trying to do? Like, that's not your thing. I think yeah, that's I find, I find that really interesting. I'd like to have that crystal ball to go back to that time or that time machine to go back there to look look at it or I know you can look at photos we didn't really have in my generation we're talking about 
you know, uh, film wasn't, you couldn't do it on a phone, for instance. So, so it wasn't, yeah, yeah. there wasn't lots of recordings of, of things. It had to be, you know, your home, home camera set up or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, closest we ever got was the disposable cameras, you know, the yes. wine that we yeah. had. I've got a lot of pictures from that. My family were quite big on those cameras, but yeah, there's not many pictures of me, thank God, as a teacher. <laughs> no one wants to see. Ah. Ah. No oh. see. I wasn't expecting to go there with that conversation. I enjoyed that. Nice, I like nice. that. Nice. I've got a topic for the food if you hadn't brought one to the table. Oh, okay. I've got a top three I could throw in with the food. So do you want to go topic first and then... I'll, I'll go topic first because it's something a bit different. So I've okay. come to the conversation today hungry. I haven't actually eaten since about midday. Uh, it's just the day's gotten away from me. It's been busy. It didn't happen. Um, and I, it got me thinking about fasting because I used to work back when I was very young and I was being raised effectively Muslim, we would partake and I would partake in fasting. But since uh, then, I haven't really done it. Uh, and I was just wondering if you've had any experience at all with fasting personally. I've never practiced fasting as in uh, for, for, a, uh, for any reason. But I fast out, I suppose, out of a bad, well, I would say a bad habit. Like I can quite easily get up in the morning and go to the evening not eating anything just because I'm consumed in things to do uh, or I can't be asked or, or for whatever reason. I can quite comfortably. Uh, Lauren, for instance, my other half, she gets hangry really quick. Mine so if she doesn't problem. have food, yeah, it, 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 then it become, becomes a problem. So, yeah, I'm... I, I'm not driven by food. I enjoy a good meal. I appreciate a good meal. I make sure I eat a breakfast, lunch and dinner. I know I'm going to function better and everything, uh, but I'm not driven by food. So I don't know. That, no, I suppose I haven't practiced on fasting, no. Because it's a big thing now with weight loss, isn't it? The whole intermittent fasting, which is the idea that you, you shrink your eating window in the day so that you, you skip breakfast effectively and you don't start eating till around two in the afternoon. And the idea being is that you've then fasted from like 8 p.m. the last night to 2 p.m. the following day. And then you spend more time, A, burning your fat stores because you've not eaten all morning, so you've got no carbs or anything in you to burn. And then you also shrink the window of time that you eat and therefore probably take on less calories than you would had you had the full day. Uh, and that's just become a very popular thing now, which I think just used to be called skipping breakfast, but now it's like yeah. got a fancy name. Well, I know of someone who uh, does extreme dieting, call it that, if you like, a weight loss, uh, extreme weight loss, uh, from a point of view of the way that they eat. And uh, they went at one point on a shreddies diet. So all they ate was shreddies. They wouldn't eat anything else. Unless Why it was shreddies? shreddies? That's such a weird thing to choose because... That's what I asked. I can't remember what the answer was. Because it's, uh, it's the, not really that nutritionally dense, is it? Like, what is it? Some fiber and some carbs, and that's about it. Yeah, right? and, and protein in and the, the one of the latest ones was pulses. You know those red pulses that you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like pulses. They, they basically, yeah, just ate pulses. I think the the thought process of psychology in it was they would go to it when they were hungry. 
So they they were basically doing what you're saying is starving themselves. I think they had very successful weight loss. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Basically it's not sustainable, is it? And just taking something like that, and because it's like you said, just cardboard, it's nothingness. It's it's just for feeling the satisfaction. But yeah, no, everyone's on their own. But it's just such a trap, isn't it? Because you're not going to eat like that for the rest of your life. So you're going to lose the weight dramatically. And then you're going to go back to your everyday eating. And what's going to happen? You, the only option is you're going to put the weight back on. And then you do another extreme diet to get it back off. And then you're yo-yoing for like, I don't know. I just, I hate all those extreme diets. Because I just think really all it comes down to is you've got to make some lifestyle changes. And then you can slowly and gradually change your body and sustain it over your lifetime but people want the instant gratification don't they they want to see the results today yeah i've had this conversation with my brother numerous times in different ways uh, about our own eating habits and basically i eat what i want when i want within a, a framework so i eat what i want based on my principles of you know i'm eating less meat now and things like that but for instance, it, I, I don't calorie count it. If I want to eat a cake and it's a good day to eat a cake, I'll eat a cake. And if I want to eat the whole cake, I'll eat the whole cake. And uh, what I'm getting at is my brother and I, we're, maybe we're fortunate with our metabolisms, but we can eat whatever we want. And it's not a problem because we will and have always exercised. We have always maintained, uh, you know, a good diet that, yeah, so a diet, I've never even really experienced, apart from, you know, when we've done those sugar-free uh, experiments and things like that. Yeah, yeah, but I, that's what I'm getting to, right? Because you, although you say that about, like, the metabolism, I bet you if you wrote down everything you ate in a week without trying to influence it anyway, it would probably come out to a very reasonable amount of food. Because although you eat what you want, when you want, what you want and when you want is not donuts all day or junk food all day. Like at some point you probably crave some fruit or a vegetable yeah. or, you know, a salad, because I think that's just a healthy attitude towards food. That that's what that is, which I think this is, this is coming from a slim person. Like I, I if I had to sure. categorize myself, it's come from a slim person. I don't have any experience of being uh, any excess weight work whatsoever. And I suppose going back to what we first were talking about, things we could have changed or would like to change. I suppose that's one journey I have been on for a while where I wanted to put on weight, mainly from a competitive fighting point of view, more than, more than uh, you know, a look or aesthetic. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've always been on a bit of a journey of putting on weight. Uh, now I'm not bothered. Eh? You know, I don't think I can tell you what I weigh right now. Uh, I'm not bothered at all. But that, yeah, I suppose that's the only one thing going back to that conversation that I've had a journey on wanting or actively wanting to change. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hit me with your top three. Top three. I don't know if we've actually done it, uh, but I've, it came to mind the other day and I thought, well, we better do this if not. Uh, your top three drinks. We've not done this, have we? Beverages. No. So, like, I'm. Surprising that we haven't, but no, I don't think we have. 
yeah, so because it's a prior four, we had to do it. So I I don't drink fizzy drinks during the week, uh, sugary drinks or that kind of thing during the week. I'll uh, add a Ribena or that to water because it just helps with the calorie count, as in I need more calories. Makes water taste a bit better, doesn't it? I like Ribena. Okay. Uh, but, and I, I don't avoid, but I try not to have alcohol uh, until the weekend. I just think it's a healthy, healthy habit. And uh, but midweek, I've started being, uh, giving myself a, a beverage as like a midweek kind of your, your halfway tree kind of thing. So hump day just, drink. Uh, what part? The hump day drink. Yeah, yeah. It's called the hump day. Ah, I never knew that. Right. Getting over the hump day, yeah. Midweek. So laying all of your meals, your moments, everything out on the table. Uh, what's your free go-to beverages? Okay, I can do this one bronze, silver, gold pretty easily. Okay. I, I don't know if you thought about it in that way, but I can very... No, I haven't. Okay, I mean, my gold is like miles ahead of everything else. So it's like everything else and then this one. So I'll save that. Okay, one. you go first. Yeah, we'll go with bronze. You go first and then I'll sort of, uh, I'll, I'll match you. Okay, I'd say bronze. Uh, am I going to include an alcoholic drink in this? Yeah, maybe maybe for two. Uh, bronze, I'm going to give it to fresh orange juice. Not, not anything else. Freshly squeezed orange juice. Mwah. especially in the morning anytime i can get that if i go to a cafe or a restaurant or anything like that and they have that that's like without a doubt yes please one of those freshly squeezed on that's a good call like you've said that now and it's really thrown yeah, a that's thrown spanner. A spanner <laughs> yeah because like it, it suddenly opened up milkshakes and chocolate milk and all, all those kind of Well, we've done top so, three smoothie slash shakes, so maybe we yeah, like, so, exclude those from the mix. I I really enjoy an Orangina. Have I said it right? You know the drink I mean? I do, uh, well, I think I do, if you mean what I think you mean. It was in a glass. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to just get a bit, like, spiritually hippie. Again, it just reminds me of Christmas and good times. We would only ever have them in the house at Christmas. I don't know why, uh, <laughs> but we're, we're just having them in at Christmas. And I, I just recall being a kid, just really enjoying an orangina and a bottle. So the fact that you said fresh orange juice, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in my bronze yeah, as an orangina then. Yeah, orange Gina, like this isn't my number two, but for me, that the equivalent of that was a Capri Sun. Okay. Uh, I remember that straw and trying to get that straw in as a kid and just being very content drinking Capri Suns. I don't, I don't think I've actually had one as an adult to, uh, to compare it. I'm yeah. going to have to go get one and see if it still, uh, still does the stuff. Uh, number two for me is a good old English breakfast tea. Uh, just cup a, of tea. a cup of tea. Uh, one sugar, bit of milk, very strongly brewed. Like you, you would not, you're as a tea connoisseur that you are, I brew black tea to the, to the hill. I'm like eight minutes. I could, I could leave it in there half the day and come back to it and then warm it up in the microwave. But a good English breakfast tea uh, that I, I'll have three of those a day quite happily. English tea does nothing for me. No way. Nothing at all. The smell, oh. the look, the taste. I'm, I'm told I make a good cup of tea, 
Oh, but well, it matters to be honest. Do you want a cup of tea here? I couldn't. I wow. couldn't. Yeah, I, I've uh, a green tea. However, matcha green tea or green tea. Uh, I'm particularly uh, particular about which green tea. I like a Yasmin Pearl green tea, or I've got a uh, Wittard's really nice matcha green tea, and it's got to have the froth and everything else. But I'm not going to bring that in. I, I'm going more in my setting here of uh, beverages. And I'm not going to bring hot chocolates in as well, because I really enjoy hot chocolate. But mm. again, I'm quite particular about a hot chocolate. And if it's not a good hot chocolate, it's disappointing. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't just bring in, that's like a whole other conversation, I think. So I'm going to bring my number two in as a ginger beer. Oh, I great. love... A ginger beer at the moment, particularly a crabby ginger beer. Uh, Fentman's make a good uh, ginger beer, but I, I love the kick. The I love a cold ginger beer. Mm -hmm. Really good. Do you ever add alcohol to a ginger beer? Well, technically, it is alcoholic. Uh, yeah, if you go good. with a yeah a traditional brewing method uh so but no that that's one thing i don't do i don't do the whole add coke to a whiskey oh, or a mixer kind of thing mixer kind of thing no i i've thought about that a bit more recently and uh i've yeah i don't quite get it actually yeah fair enough i'm trying to think what alcohol would go well with a ginger beer if you ever were to but i can't really think what would be the alcohol why, of why, why would you want to put alcohol with a ginger beer? And why <laughs> would you want to put ginger beer in a good alcohol? That's my question. Okay, well, to answer that question for the, I, my assumption as someone who worked in bars for a really yeah. long time is you want to get really drunk. <laughs> uh, and the best way you to get, make it taste nice is to drink vodka. And the best way to get vodka down you quickly is add sugary water to it. Yeah. So yeah, that that'd be my assumption. Yeah. Good number two. Good number. All right, my number one again. And you said this is leaps and bounds. This is a universe ahead of all the others. Yeah. Take everything else off the planet. You can't drink anything else. This is it. You can have it in any form, but this is it. And I'm Coke like, zero. Coke whatever. zero. No, I mean, <laughs> again, I think we've gone different ways in our mind with yeah. this. For me, it's coffee. I was joking about the Coke Zero. Oh, I like Coke Zero. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I have no, I, I, I prefer Coke Zero to Diet Coke. Okay. Do you, do you, have you got a preference between those two? I or do you not drink Coke as? I'm not sure with this whole Diet Zero. We'll, we'll come back to this in a second when you give me your number one. But my number one is coffee, uh, black coffee, coffee with milk, latte, cappuccino, iced coffee. Coffee. Again, it does nothing for me. Oh, it does, it does everything. <laughs> <laughs> the taste, the smell. We, we have a real fancy coffee machine because Lauren is uh, Lauren, a coffee addict, like addict, coffee addict. The only time I would contemplate uh, coffee is on long journeys. And the last time was 3 a.m. on the way to Cornwall. And I didn't need to turn to it. I got it in a can. Uh, in case I needed it, but I didn't go to it. Because the thing is, if I have a coffee, I've done it before in a few places where I've had an espresso, I am off the off wall. It. I am properly nuts. So I try to contain that beast. So yeah, no, I, I can appreciate a good coffee, as in I understand the 
Uh, you're happy however it comes or are you in the deep? So I've got my favorites, but I think what happens and Lauren will be able to attest to this, although you end up building like a rapport for what's a good coffee, because you're basically a crack addict, but for <laughs> coffee, you'll take it however it comes. If someone makes you a little cheap, <laughs> you're still going to say, the <laughs> just, just get it in. You want the good stuff. If you can afford the good stuff, you pick the good stuff. But if it's 8 a.m. in the morning, you've had no sleep, uh, which is often the case, and someone offers you the worst coffee you've ever seen, you will take it, you will thank them, and you'll drink it down to the bottom of the cup. So that's a, I think coffee drinkers will understand what I mean by that. Do you think your insomnia is partly to do with your coffee being number one? No, because I've got a very strict rule of no coffee after 2 p.m. Okay. So I go nuts morning to two, like two in the afternoon. I cut off the caffeine because otherwise, yeah, I'd, uh, then I have no excuse. I'll just be buzzing all, all yeah. day. So you want to hear my gold before? I want to hear your gold. And then we need to have a conversation about diet drinks. Okay. I'm going to bring in my uh, gold because uh, it's in relative terms to the other drinks uh, new to me. And I'm going to say an old-fashioned uh, drink because I'm really enjoying As a younger man, I didn't go down the route of alcohol consumption. Uh, you know, I, I got pissed a fair few times, that kind of thing. But I'm talking teenage, you know, to early 20s. I never went down the uh, binge drinking route whatsoever. I didn't touch substances or anything else. And then in, uh, I'm not in later life, am I? In, in my years now, uh, I've really explored uh, mixology, is that the right mm -hmm. word? Yeah. Uh, and cocktails and everything. And I'm really enjoying the art of the drink. And I always, I've got a habit now on a Sunday, I have an old fashioned. I know how I like to make it. And uh, I'm really enjoying it as a as a beverage and a drink, and that's kind of where I was coming from with the whole uh, top three. I really yeah. enjoy that. That yeah, Manhattan on a Saturday, Manhattan on a Saturday now, and uh, sake, uh, lemon sake on a Friday. That's my my weekend uh, beverages. Yeah. Well, while well, while we're on the topic of alcoholic beverages, I am a gin and tonic kind of guy. Uh, and I enjoy playing with it in the sense of, because gin is actually quite a big wide topic in terms of the oh, botanicals massive, that you use. Yeah. Uh, and then massive. the beauty of that is you then match the botanicals with the right tonic, the right tonic with the right garnish, yeah. the right garnish with the right glass. And you can have a lot of fun just in the little area yeah. of, of G and T. So uh, I, gin and tonics in general, I really enjoy, but a Hendrix, uh, gin and tonic with a slice of cucumber is <laughs> I can't remember the I, I got one at Christmas uh, a bottle of it and it's my favourite gin now I can't remember the, the make it's a blueberry gin like a, a salt gin uh, it's just a you know how uh, you get Flow, different I'm trying to find it very flavoured it's a blueberry, yeah, infused or whatever you would call it. I can't find find the name of it, uh, but it's a blueberry gin, 
with ice, uh, not so fast about just a, a plain Jane tonic, you know, nothing fancy about the tonic, with yeah. ice and a few blueberries, that's, yeah, that's, that's I appreciate that G&T, definitely. Yeah, that, that sounds real, real good to me. Real so good. should we wrap it up with these uh, diet drinks then and then uh, do a quote because I've got a quote ready actually. I've got, I'm, I'm good for a quote. It's way off topic from what we've been talking about, but I, I've got a quote. But what about the diet drinks first? You, we're going to well, just yes, wrap I was, that up. I was just, you, you don't do slash like slash approve slash have ever <laughs> lent towards diet over the regular. I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant about it. It's not a rant. Don't, <laughs> need, right. don't need that today. <laughs> Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. In my head, all I'm thinking is laxatives because I, I had a friend who was a uh, insulin dependent diabetic, and he said, JC, everything that's got uh, like sugar free in it basically has laxatives because that's how they make it taste nice. And yeah, I suppose I think it's always found them to be taste funny, it always has a funny aftertaste. Or oh, I've heard my dad say that enough that I've always done it. So tuned into. I'd sooner not drink, like if, if I asked for a can of Coke uh, or I'd sooner a bottle of Coke and they only had Diet Coke, I'd sooner not drink it. Right. So I don't like Diet Coke. I, I think if we're talking just Coke, I don't like Diet Coke. I don't like the taste. I agree with you, it tastes funny. I do think that Coke Zero, or I think the Pepsi equivalent is Pepsi Max, is like, it tastes the same for me. I could, I could discern a difference between the original and that, but it's not enough for me to then justify the amount of sugar that's in a normal one. And that's where my head is at with it, is when I see a bottle of Coke, I can only look at the label and look at how many sugar cubes, because I just count in four gram sugar cubes, uh, go in that bottle and that just puts me off instantly I don't know what it is I'm just like that just seems excessive at any time even if I've been you know I'm, I'm in good shape I'm lean whatever I just don't feel right about putting that much sugar in my body in one go and going handle it so well, I I think I have one bottle of coke uh, probably on average uh, considering that maybe when I have it I have two maybe every three months at the most i reckon yeah so is, i'd go oh, oh really? sugar oh sugar yeah i'm gonna have a sugar bring it in bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> but i know what you mean about the diet coke stuff that that like, does taste funny like if lauren by accident got light uh tonic i'd be like what'd you get light tonic for yeah okay i and i agree with tonic i i think tonic should be just real tonic yeah 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 I think I don't, think, I don't drink enough fizzy drinks to care enough. So therefore, okay, I, yeah. it's not, it doesn't hold enough of a place in my heart for me to go, yeah, I'll have the real stuff. I'm just like, yeah, give me the <laughs> stuff that's basically going to go through me uh, and do nothing other than give me cancer. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> is <laughs> your quote night? in any way related to anything we've spoke about today? No, but I intended the quote to be related to something we could have had a conversation about so okay. the quote can start a topic next week should it be next episode the case fine Do, would you like to go second in that case so that we can roll it into oh, next episode that would be a beautiful piece of podcasting 
that that's what we will do. So I will give my quote, uh, and this is, uh, I guess, a secret to life is what I'll call it. All I know is I read it today, and I thought that's the quote I want to give to JC uh, at the end of the day. It's okay. a bit of a long one, but I know you like a, a bit of a, a longer quote. So this is the one. I am looking for an answer. In order to find it, you need the eyes of a special kind of being, untouched by beliefs or complex fears, whose emotions are clearer than crystal and change like the weather. The epiphany doesn't arise from the elderly man in the corner, but from the child running around, whose wisdom is greater than any philosopher. To have the eyes we once had of a child is to remember the secret of life. Like that, like that. And who, where? Well, so I've read it from Henzo Gracie, uh, the jujitsu practitioner. He didn't reference where it came from. So we will just assume that he's wise and wonderful and, and made it himself. He can have that quote. Unless well, anyone knows, and then they can comment down below yeah. and let us know. Let us know. Well, uh, my quote actually comes from the children of the force. Uh, we are currently watching chronological Star Wars and working our way through season two of the animated Clone Wars. And if you're familiar with the Clone Wars, uh, the, it always starts with a quote, uh, which I, I really like. I really like this quote. The first step to correcting a mistake is patience. And uh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk a bit more about that. So. Well, guys, tune in next week to know what we're going on about. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, uh, find us in all your favorite places and share us with all your friends and watch and listen to us all the time. And as is going to go drink a Diet Coke while he eats his beans. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, guys. We'll see you next time. Cheerio.